The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Pacha, joined by my good buddy, Brian Eckersley. Uh, we're here to break down this wonderful Monday, December 14th card for you guys. Uh, we got six games, five game slate, main slate, and then we have that nice little showdown slate over there that we'll touch on as well. We'll hit all of them. Uh, but I mean, this is, I, I feel like I just need to give it an introduction where it is. Brent, you absolutely crushed that initial slate for us. Uh, the leadoff slate, I guess, for this preseason, for this basketball season. So I just want to give some kudos to you. But uh, how are you doing over there, brother? How's, how's everything been? I feel like, you know, I missed you. It's, it's been so long since we've had a show together uh, that almost when I was listening to your voice, I was getting, I was like tearing up. I felt like that meme Aww. where Wolverine's looking at the picture uh, when he's laying back in bed and he's just kind of, uh, that's, that's, that's the feeling I had. But how you doing, man? I love it, man. I missed you too. And yeah, you know, it was uh, awesome to host a pod. Uh, that's the first time I've really hosted with another person. And uh, yeah, I love that the hoop ball's given me the opportunity to do that. And Dave and I got along really well. Um, man, I missed you too. Well, you know, it's been a few months. It's been a little while. So uh, I'm really looking forward to catching up and having a laugh and getting through some of these slates and smashing them out with you again. That's exactly what we're gonna do, man. We're gonna we're gonna keep smashing because so far so good. Uh, preseason's been a delight, and that's what it is. It's supposed to be just fun, get a little action. You know, you're not you're not breaking the whole kitty on this thing. Uh, you know, it, it's it's you know, limit your bankroll, have some fun, get a couple profit dollars in, uh, get that research down, just so you know, get in the rhythm of things, just like you'll be doing during the regular season. That way, when things are, it's it's almost preseason for us as well as DFS players, uh, in a way. So, uh, I'm yeah, having a good totally night tonight. Is. How'd you do it tonight? Did you play any slates? Or today, hey man, I always I'm, say that. Uh, uh, yeah, it is today over here for me. But yeah, look, I, I, you know, this type of uh, preseason stuff, it, it's it can be really hit and miss. So, uh, you know, I kind of tend to agree with you. Just just limit what you're doing with DFS a little bit. Um, have some fun with it. And and I'm, I'm using this, like you said, as a research uh, time of the year. So try to catch some games, try to see what's going on with fantasy points and, and court time uh, and and see what you can um, build up towards for the regular season. You know, there's been some surprise packets out there. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're saying you're going pretty well tonight, you must have some Taylor Horton Tucker in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, all, all over him. I was all over him the first night, all over him again tonight. As soon as I saw that LeBron and AD uh, were ruled out. Yeah, I, I, I'm, having a, I'm having a pretty fair night, man. A lot of the guys that actually me and Santino did a show last night. A lot of the guys that we highlighted, uh, so far so good. You know, knock on wood. You never you never want to jinx it too much, but I, <laughs> I still have a few guys going. I got a pretty good score. Uh, nobody really uh, sunk me. I did have Kabokolo in a few lineups, so those ones aren't aren't um, you know they're not they're not top of the top of the you know world winners, I guess you could say. But they're yep. still profit. They're still going to be winning lineups just because of everything else I had. I got I had Levine. Uh, I had some De'Aaron Fox. I had Rashawn Holmes. I did have Taylor Horton Tucker. A uh, good amount of Vucevic, good amount of Trey Young, uh, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle. Those were a lot of my core guys that I was kind of just throwing around and then pairing some other guys with them. Uh, and they they all smashed it out of the park for me. So I'm looking to keep the momentum going, man. But we're going to you know, we're going to jump right into this. But before we do, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't just give a quick, quick shout out uh, to some of our prevents uh, to our. Promote. I can't even say the word, man, our sponsors. There we go. I got it out. That's I it. got it out. You got it. What's you know what I mean? Presenting sponsors, I think that's what I was trying to get out, uh, but I was uh, I was botching it. But uh, obviously, guys, I'm going to be talking about Manscaped. We we give them uh, you know all the credit where it's due. This company is absolutely fantastic, uh, and let's be real, it just pairs well with basketball because to all the ball handlers out there, before you throw on your team's gear, uh, make sure you take care of below your waist grooming. Uh, our partners over at Manscaped are here to save your boys from taking on a double team of nagging defenders. So you stay clean and take care of yourself when it matters most. Uh, go over to Manscaped, guys. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20. You'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. And that's for, you know, plenty of products, whether you want to get the Crop Reviver, uh, the Perfect Package 3.0, the Lawnmower 3.0. Um, I, you know, I, I've been actually waiting. I'm waiting on it. It didn't come in yet. Uh, but I'm getting the ear and nose hair trimmer. Um, so there's plenty of options, plenty of products, guys. Use that promo code. Get them all. Put them in a basket, and you'll save 20% off. Using hoopball twenty, that is H O O P B A L L 
2-0. Check them out. And obviously, guys, we always have a ton of stuff going on over here at Hoopball. So I just want to take a second, give a quick shout-out to uh, Brew uh, and his Brews Letter. So if you're not already subscribed to the Brews Letter, guys, I don't know what you're doing. Just go over to Hoopball. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L.com. Uh, and sign up for the Bruise Letter. It is absolutely free. You get a letter uh, by the company man himself sent directly to your email. And this is a letter that you can only get through your email. You can't find this on the website unless you're subscribed. Uh, packed with just all these wealth of information that you can use during your fantasy season. Uh, he touches on all the things that he notices. And we're talking about brew here, guys. So uh, you know it's privileged and good information. So check that out and you won't miss it. So... We'll jump right into this, buddy. We're going to hit this showdown slate. It is a 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game over here. Um, I could try to do my best. I, you know, it's been a while, so I'm, what's a 7.30-ish, 7.30 a.m. for you over there? What time you got there now? About 10 p.m.? Yeah, so if this game starts at 6 p.m. Our, my time, that would be about 7.30 a.m. your time that this game starts. No, nah, a little bit, little bit later, so 6 p.m. your time. Roughly translate to about 8.30, 9.30, something like that. All right. That's there you go. A nice cup of coffee with the game in the morning for you. That's it, but, man. Uh, we got the Cleveland Cavs going against uh, Indiana Pacers. Game's going to be in Indiana. As far as injuries are concerned, uh, we do have some things to talk about. On the Cleveland side of the ball, they are not expected to have Kevin Love Sexton. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. are all expected to be out, um, as well as JaVale McGee, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he did miss that first one, dude, undisclosed. But um, I don't, I don't even know. I actually haven't read too much if he's even with the team just yet. But yeah, uh, and he's then we definitely also, listed as out. All right, perfect. I appreciate that. And then we got Chetty Osmond being listed as questionable, and so is Matthew Delvadova as well. So some news to monitor over there for Cleveland that will surely have an impact on the rotations, guys, that we're looking at for the Pacers. T.J. Warren, Jeremy Lamb, and Goga all ruled out, and uh, you know that's pretty much it as far as names that we need to be concerned with. Uh, for injuries, but uh, we'll start this one off pretty simply. Uh, Cleveland, I think we, you know, we we definitely have to target some of these guys. It's a showdown slate. Uh, you're never just piling up on one team. Um, and I, for me, I'm just going for the guys that I, I could trust being point per minute guys. I, I'm not going to get too cute here. Uh, no Sexton, no Kevin Love, possibly no Chetty Osmond. There's going to be some shots and there's going to be some usage to go around. So, uh, you know, the number one guy I think we need to look at is obviously Andre Drummond. Uh, you know, he's coming into a contract year this year, so I'm expecting big things out of Drummond, especially since he just, you know, picked up that that fat contract that you'll probably never see another one like that again. Uh, it's going to be tough for him unless he really balls out this season. Uh, but Andre Drummond, uh, would you be looking at him as your captain? I know that when we used to do our showdown, uh, our showdown slates, you were generally trying to save in the captain, but on this kind of slate, would you look at Drummond? What's he listed at there, Mark? I just don't have it in front of me. He's listed at 12K if you want to put him in your captain spot right now. So that would be the highest priced player on the slate because Kevin Love and Sexton. I'm sorry, the highest priced uh, price player on the Cavs. Yeah, on the Cavs. Yeah. So look, I mean, that uh, that is fine for me. Uh, Drummond as captain, he, you know, there's, he's every, every chance to explode. It's going to come down to minutes. Um, you know, everybody tends to have this idea that Andre Drummond is this super old dude, but he's he's actually not. Um, and 12K for the captain spot for Drummond is absolutely fine. I mean, I was looking around at guys like Miles Turner. He's 11-1. Um, and, and Brogdon, who's 13-5. So uh, I know I've flipped over to Indiana there, but I was just making the comparison. I don't mind paying that much for the captain if you're going to get someone who balls out and, and, and potentially can explode. Yeah, I think bottom line is it's been a theme for me, and it's always a theme for me during like preseason and summer league when I'm playing DFS. Is uh, we we pretty much have to expect limited minutes, and if you get more than limited minutes, you know that's a cherry on top. But I'm looking for the guys that are point per minute producers. You know, Andre Drummond's a guy that we've seen double double by the end of the first quarter before, uh, so you know it could be done in 18 minutes for him. And then you're also looking out, especially on sites like DK, where you get a little bit of bonus as well. Um, so it's those little things I think add up that make, you know, make them a little bit of a safer play as well. Uh, you know, so I'm definitely gonna be looking at some Drummond. I think, you know, obviously with Kevin Love ruled out, Larry Nance Jr. should be forced into some, some decent minutes. And, you know, we know there's, there's he just can stuff the stat sheet. Uh, he's so hot and cold. Sometimes Larry Nance shock nights <laughs> end up being the worst nights of the, uh, of the, of the year. Uh, but you know, I'll take one off the chin for him once in a while. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts on a Cause I mean, this kid looked great. Um, that last yeah. game, he was all over the place. He looks like he's going to be a force defensively. Uh, he just seems like he's like uh, very, very basketball savvy. He's got a high IQ. Like he's very like ahead of a play sometimes. So, 
Um, can you see yourself playing them DFS on a showdown slate? We already kind of talked about two options, and we'll get to uh, probably my favorite option on the Cavs in a moment. But what are your thoughts on Okoro? I love Okoro. You know, I've I've heard a lot of good things about him coming into the preseason, and he proved it in game one almost immediately. So I think he put up around about twenty five fantasy points. It's probably you probably want a little bit more out of your captain, but uh, you know, it depends what your strategy is. If you want to pay down, I think he's ten two. Um, pay down a little bit and and slot Okoro in there. You can obviously get some higher price guys on the board. So don't mind it. Um, yeah, not not a bad play. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of people tend to try to go with a three-and-three pairing, uh, depending on if you're game scripting. But if you're trying to game script, you know, preseason game, good luck to you. There's a reason why you don't find too many lines for these (laughs) games. Uh, So, you know, the next thing you could do is just try to, you know, game script, you know, which three guys for each team do you think are going to be the high scorers? You know, I don't always look at it that aspect, but some people might do that, and Okoro might get left off the board when it comes to Drummond, Nance, and then, uh, you know, I think Darius Garland should probably be the chalk of this, you know, showdown slate. I think a lot of people have him, especially with uh, all these bodies out. He looked great in that last, in that first game. I mean, him and Okoro, uh, both those guys looked absolutely unbelievable. But Garland, uh, he's going to have the shot attempts. He's going to have the ball in his hand. He should see a majority of point guard, especially if Delavadova is forced to miss. They do have some young guys that they could bring up. We'll see X. Uh, X and play a little bit, but uh, nonetheless, I think that he's probably going to be one of my favorite options on the Cavs, especially if you're just looking for some value. And I can even see throwing him in the showdown. It wouldn't surprise me if he comes out there and drops, uh, you know, 18 actual points. Yeah, cool, man. I like it. All right, brother. We'll slide it over to the Pacers side of the ball. Uh, it's a bonus, man. I think that's got to be the top guy uh, that everyone's going to be looking at over here. Uh, he came out in that first game and double-doubled, looked great. Uh, was one of the highest scores on the night for, I guess you could say, priced up guys. Uh, and Brogdon didn't play too bad himself. So those are the two guys I primarily look at. Um, you know, what can we expect from minutes? Um, you know, Santino, I think he touched on it on one of the earlier shows I was listening to. Uh, these guys, you know, they're veterans. They've all played. Even got, you know, we can even talk about Brogdon, Oladipo, guys that have injury problems in their past. But bottom line is they, there's a new coach in there and they need to get used to the system. So I'm not expecting these guys, you know, play 30 minutes or anything like that. But I also don't expect them to be limited around 16 or 17. I would expect around 20 to 24 minutes minimum. Um, and I expect these guys to still be able to produce against this Cleveland team that, you know, they're pretty much hobbled uh, at best with all these guys resting and sitting. And, uh, you know, I lackadaisical on defense uh, as is. So Sabonis and Brogdon are two guys that I'm going to be more than okay with playing. I'll probably just lock them into the showdown slate. Yeah, I like both of those calls. And, you know, the the Brogdon one is probably the one for me. I think Sabonis is going to be uh, high-owned um, in, in this one, in the, especially in the captain spot. So I'll probably move away and, and try and slot him in into a regular spot uh, and maybe use Brogdon. And, and as I said before, I like, I like to pay down a little bit for captain, so I will have uh, some Miles Turner as well. All right. You know, Miles Turner is that one guy I just never play. Uh, I, don't, you yeah. know, I don't have real good reasoning behind it. I just... Uh, I never get him right. I just saw. He's not sexy, man. <laughs> He's, He's not, not a sexy He's play, but he he can. He, oh, look, the bottom line for me with Miles Turner is he was uh, terrible last year, and I don't. It, before that, he wasn't terrible. So uh, I expect a bounce back season from Miles Turner here. It may not happen this game, but I'm going to be, you know, backing him in more often than not. Um, and and I, I can see him going. Well, you know, not just while we're talking DFS, but season-long fantasy, I can see him slipping in my drafts, uh, and I'm happy to pick him up at the moment. So, yeah, uh, no, he's not the sexiest player in the world, but uh, if you just need solid points, I think he's going to have a bounce-back season. Let me just write that down and take a couple notes because we do have a draft coming up in about a week together. Yeah, Brett, and, and you're picking you pick... before me. Yeah, right before you. So let me just write that down. <laughs> That's all right. I'm picking take, before take you on the turn. You know, we just have to have a few more podcasts time. before the show that I can just squeeze as much information out of you. Uh, as I'm keeping that stuff right. Uh, can we can we rewind? Can we go yeah. back? Take, yeah. take, no, just that's take in the spit there. out? That's in there. So <laughs> let's keep it moving. <laughs> we got the next one. We're going to move on to the main slate now, guys. So we have the 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. First one of the night. Uh, it's the Toronto Raptors traveling to Charlotte going against the Hornets. So uh, we kind of just saw that debut of LaMelo Ball. And, you know, while I didn't start, man, I was impressed. Uh, needless to say, you know, the, the flash, the passing prowess that he has, that, that is it that ball trait, uh, it's there. Uh, the shot wasn't falling, but, you know, I'm not worried about that. Uh, kid's 19. I didn't expect him to shoot well, but everything else, uh, he fit the he fit the bill up. But 
we'll start with Toronto. We'll start with this team. Kyle Lowry is uh, still going to be away from the team. The team gave him permission to miss the first two games simply because he is a savvy veteran. Uh, he does not need to be there. Outside of that, there's really nothing else to be concerned with. Uh, Patrick McCaw's being listed as questionable, but not a guy that really finds himself in the rotation anyway. Uh, and then as far as Charlotte's concerned, I think we pretty much have everybody outside of Malik Monk. Uh, he was dealing with an illness. He wasn't available for Saturdays. Uh, so right now he's still being listed as out, but we'll have to monitor that because if he's feeling better, he might be able to suit up in this game. But uh, let's start with tomorrow, uh, Toronto. Brent, I'll pass it over to you. Uh, why don't you give me some of the guys you're looking to target with Lowry's absence? Uh, immediate go-to plug-in play is Freddie Van Vliet. Uh, 6,600 on DK, that's too cheap for Freddie usually. And with Lowry out um, and already showing out in the first preseason game, I love that price for Van Vliet. Um, he's probably going to be a bit chalky, but uh, I think I'm just going to have to play him anyway. Um, you know, we're seeing from from the first couple of rounds of preseason games that, that yeah, like you said, they're not getting full minutes and we never expected them to. But to be honest, I thought we may see a lot more younger guys out there playing higher minutes than some of these stars and it's not coming to fruition. So that may be the shorter preseason that we're, we're in the middle of. Um, they just need to get these guys up and running faster and get the team chemistry going. So Freddie Van Vliet at 6,600, love it. Um, the flip side of that in the in the backcourt for me with Lowry out is Norm Powell. Um, basically, I'm, I'm really only considering this a pivot play and I'd much rather have Van Vliet. But um, Norm Powell didn't have a great game in the first matchup, but uh, look, it's Norm Powell. He can go off shooting, shooting wise uh, in bunches at any time. So at fifty two hundred on DK, if he gets to twenty minutes, he could go big at any time. Uh, I know there's another guy in the backcourt I'm targeting here, but what about you? Uh, no, I think both those guys are probably the immediate go-to options that we'd be looking at. You know, um, you know, both the roles pretty secure. I wouldn't, you know, expect anything more than maybe twenty twenty four minutes, but. Uh, we've seen Powell just get hot and Van Fleet able to chip in with the assist. It surely helps. Uh, I think I, I think I have an idea of the other guy that you're talking about. If he's in the backcourt, are you, uh, are you going to mention a little Matt Thomas? Yeah, I am. I mean, we saw this guy come out. I think it was mostly late in the season last year. It was possibly when Lowry was dealing with some injuries. I can't quite recall. Um, but yeah, he, he just played off the chain in the, in the first one. So um, he's, Clearly in the Raptors' plans as some kind of backup, and he played 22 minutes in the Saturday slate. So I had a nice little outing that would probably please Nick Nurse no end and certainly pleased me as a DFS player. At 4,800, I've got no problems seeing if he can do it again and dropping him back in there. All right, man. I like. Well, actually, Nurse came out and gave him a little praise, um, saying that basically him and Boucher – uh, you know, they're going to have roles and he just needs to, you know, help find those roles and exactly what they're going to be doing, but they will have roles. Uh, and then I think both those guys were also the first two players off the bench for the Raptors in that first preseason game. So I'm with you. Uh, I think Thomas, he's a lights out shooter, um, you know, a very, very complimentary guy to have in a rotation, especially for a team that's looking to contend. So um, I could definitely get be- uh, get behind having a couple shares of him. Uh, outside of those three backcourt guys, uh, is there anybody in the front court? Um, I'm not really playing too much Siakam right now. I just think, you know, spending up, there's a, f- there's a few other guys I'd probably rather spend up my cash on. Uh, and then for me, I'm just, you know, between Aaron Baines uh, and Boucher, if I have to pick one, I'm playing Boucher just because it's a preseason game. And he's a better point-per-minute guy. We, we saw him. I think he chipped in three blocks in that last game very, very quickly. So uh, that's it for me. I don't know if you want to uh, leave anything else on the table for the Raptors, though. No, I'm not looking at Aaron Baines, but I have heavily highlighted in green here Chris Boucher at 4,700. I mean, he played 15 minutes in the last one. He put up 9-4-2 and two with a steal, and as you mentioned, three blocks. That's that's nuts. That's all we need. And if he somehow gets up to 20, 22 minutes, uh, he is obviously a points-per-minute monster, and uh, he's one of my favourite power forward plays on this slate, uh, especially at a lower price tag. Load up, load up. There we go. Let's keep it moving on to the other team, the Charlotte Hornets. So uh, we touched on it. No real injury news to really be concerned with outside of Monk that we have to monitor. But uh, for me, it's simple with the, with the Hornets, man. I, I'll, I might have a share or two in Lamelo, uh, and I'm probably cutting it off there. Just, uh, you know, not feeling too, too comfortable about a lot of these minutes. I do love Gordon Hayward this season. I will be playing a ton of Gordon Hayward uh, during a preseason game where he might have his minutes limited. Uh, it's normally a pretty tough matchup against Toronto anyway. I know it's preseason and all, but i uh, got to take into the fact that OG might spend some time on him. 
Uh, for all those reasons, I'll probably limit myself to Lamelo. Just the fact that this dude was able to grab double-digit boards while chipping in some dimes, didn't score all unlimited minutes off the bench. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he finds himself in the starting lineup at some point throughout this preseason, just to see what it looks like. Uh, but either way, he should he should be good for his playing time. How about you? Yeah, I'm pretty much straight down the line with you. I am I am having a little look at PJ Washington. Uh, he comes, he's a bit of a middle out kind of DFS or fantasy player, but the minute should be there. Um, you know, he, he's going to start all year and and he can play the four or the five. So uh, PJ's on my radar at 4400. Completely fading Gordon Hayward, as you said. Uh, he just is not the guy who can score massive DFS points for us in in low minutes. He, he's more of a um, builder, if you like. You know, if he gets his 30, 34 minutes, you know, he's always going to be in the DFS conversation, but not preseason. Nah. Um, Lamelo, I can see him starting this team sometime in the regular season. Um, I think, you know, you said you're looking at it in the preseason at some stage. I think at some point this kid takes over. He's given the keys to the team at the point card position. And, man, uh, 10 rebounds, four assists in 16 minutes, that's something to really be excited about. And I saw some – I didn't see this game, but I saw the highlights. And, man, I tell you what, assists make me wet. I love watching kids throw the – this kid throw assists around. He he has got vision. That no look where he just uh, just slingshotted it uh, down the court. Oh, down the court. Just amazing. Like, uh, you know, this – this was my game when I played, so this is why assists make me, me so happy. <laughs> I had funny. nothing else. I had assists. I had really good vision, and I could throw those kinds of passes. But uh, yeah, nothing to back it up with. So, <laughs> look, assists aren't the end of the uh, aren't the be all and end all for um, DFS. But the kid's got such a bright future, man. Fifty one hundred on DK, sure. Slot him in some lineups and see how he goes. Absolutely. All right, man, we'll keep it moving to the next games. Another 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. We have the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Miami, take on the Heat. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned, we'll start with the Pelicans. Uh, we have Bledsoe, J.J. Redick, and Wenyan Gabriel all ruled out. Uh, and then we'll have to keep an eye on Steven Adams. He's being listed as questionable at the moment. Uh, wouldn't be shocked. Again, just you know, take it like a 60-40 chance that he sits, uh, knowing that it's preseason. We'll start um, – oh, actually, maybe I should give the Miami news before we just fast-forward, guys. I do apologize. Uh, guess what? There is none. So is we'll none. go uh, – unless you've got something on your on your end. No, uh, no, no. I was about to say there is none, man. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. So we'll start with the Pelicans, man. Uh, but these with these injuries, you know, uh, two guys that we know are going to be key rotational players in this team's backcourt. So, um, you know, I would expect a little bit of a minute bumps for guys like Josh Hart. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I'd expect to play a little bit more. Um, and Alexander Walker is a guy that I'd love to target in, you know, preseasons and games like this where they're kind of meaningless. Um, you know, I, I'll probably be looking to target him a little bit more towards the back end of the preseason once we start to see, you know, Lonzo sit as well and Ingram maybe sit a game so he could really get his volume shot attempts. Uh, but I wanted to mention him just so we keep an eye on him. But uh, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, uh, both these guys very much in play. You know, they're guys that can get theirs in a very short amount of time. Lonzo. He could chip in so many different ways, whether it's the rebounds, the assists, getting a couple buckets here and there, and then even his defensive stats. And Ingram, uh, same thing. We know he's going to lead this team in the usage, and uh, he's just going to pour it on. So I would expect double-digit shot attempts, even in limited minutes. But uh, going against a pretty good Heat team, this team might want to see you know what they can do for a little bit longer. Um, and you know the crux of their core is going to be pretty much pulling most of the weight this season. Uh, that's pretty much what I'm looking at. If Stephen Adams does sit out, uh, we could take a look at guys like Jackson Hayes, I think. Uh, but, you know, we're going to want to monitor that news. And, yeah, and I wouldn't be shocked if Melly even gets a little bit of run in that kind of situation as well. Yeah, cool. So no Zion? I don't think I'm going to be playing too much Zion, man. Um, I just haven't been doing it. Uh, I just I I'm, I just don't see myself playing him. I, I, you know, I, I might have him in a, maybe a lineup or two. Uh, but when push comes to shove, I just find myself gravitating to a few other players a little bit more. Okay, man. Sixty three hundred is a good price for him, though. And you did oh, mention point, points per minute monsters before. You know, if if Zion's not that, I don't know what he is. So I'm just just mentioning him. He's actually the guy listed. I got listed top here. So um, that's just the way we view things differently. But uh, if there's a guy who can put up, you know, DF, DFS points in limited minutes, he may only get eighteen or nineteen. Even though he's, there's lots of talk about him being fully healthy, uh, you know. We, I don't mind throwing 6,300 at a guy like that. 
Um, personally, uh, th- I'm actually fading Brandon, and Brandon's my favourite player, but uh, I'm actually not taking him at 7,600. I just think it's too high. I'm not not convinced. I mean, this is their first outing, I think, so I can see this being limited to 16, 17 minutes apiece, and I just don't see him as that, um, you know, massive DFS um all in a bunch kind of player. Um, I see him as a bit of a long, a longer, longer stretch player, a longer time player. I love your Josh Hart call though. Um, I would definitely be looking at a lot of Josh Hart in this one at forty nine hundred. JJ Redick is out, I think, and Eric Lido yeah, is out. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's also been reports that Van Gundy's planning on giving his guys some pretty decent runs. So. Okay. I'm not opposed to playing two of these starters. So, like, if you know, if you wanted a pair, I, I I know I want to play one volume score, and I want to play Lonzo. So, if you wanted a pair, you know, Lion, uh, Lion, uh, Lion and Zonzo, yeah, Lion <laughs> and Zonzo together. I think that's a great pairing, <laughs> just because you know that if uh, you know the the Oop game is working for them, uh, they're both going to benefit. And like I said, we don't need Lonzo to score to get our points from him. So we can still get that volume shot taker and score on that team. It could be both Zion. It could be both Ingram. Um, but we're still getting that Lonzo. I'm looking to play two of these guys. And, hell, I wouldn't even be opposed if we wanted to play all three. Uh, Van Gundy said he plans on running them. Uh, you know, take that with a grain of salt. It is preseason. We never know. But, you know, quote, unquote, it's supposed to be around 30 minutes. Uh, and getting Whoa. 30 minutes from anybody uh, during a preseason game is delectable. Uh, you, that's the only reason I've been playing every single Nick, uh, and it's been working. So uh, that's okay, the man. remedy. I, I can definitely see getting some Zion um, in that kind of scenario. Yeah, cool. Look, I hadn't heard that news about uh, Van Gundy saying that, so that that changes a few things, I would say. I'd be more, in, more inclined to look at Ingram. If he's going to push 25, 27, 30 minutes, then you, it's Brandon Ingram. He's a fantasy player. You play him. So uh, glad you told me that, man. Thanks. Well, yeah, and like I said, it, it was reported in the Athletic, um, so it's you know it's it's a it's a reputable source. I think it was Will uh, Guillory, uh, report beat writer for the Pelicans for the Athletic. Uh, so it, it's a pretty reputable source. I'm I'm you know I'm putting some pretty heavy stock into it. Um, so you know maybe if you all three of these guys, I could even see if they're going to get thirty. I wouldn't I wouldn't fault you for it. Uh, but at least two of them, I think, are going to make most of my lineups. I, I'm going to be sure of that. And like I said, I, I don't even knock some Jackson Hayes if we don't uh, don't see Stephen Adams play. I definitely could play no. Jackson Hayes. No, I've got I've both got both your young guys written down here as well. Jackson Hayes, if Adams is out, Nikhil Alexander Walker will probably get a boost in minutes. He got it last preseason, and then we kind of didn't see much of him in the regular season. So, yep, good call. He's a preseason um, player, and then you pretty much leave him alone. Yep. All right, we'll keep it moving to the Miami Heat now. I'll pass it right over to you. I feel like I've just been talking way too much to just <laughs> pop this open. I'm going to let you pop open the Heat. Why don't you start off and just let me know who you're looking at. Sure, man, I can do that. I'm not playing any of the Heat. Back to you. That's it. Perfect. That's what I love to hear. Yeah, so I mean the second, the second, and I'm going to say this right now, the second that we hear Bam Adebayo uh, is not playing and maybe or Kelly Olynyk sitting in Bam, the, a few of these front court guys, um, you know, this dude, Precious, uh, he is a beast. Uh, I will, he's going to be a point per minute monster. He's, they're calling him Baby Bam. He looks like he's a defensive guy. Uh, just keep an eye on him. He's going to be a preseason guy at some point. Probably not today, though. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of with you, though. Not really interested in anything uh, outside of maybe a Tyler Hero play, but only being $300 cheaper than Zion, it's going to be tough for me to pay that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I was looking at Hero and just saw a lot of other guys that I'd rather take around that 6000 price tag. And the only other guy I even got close to talking about was Bam. And, and honestly, at 7400 there's just better plays on the board at centre. So we can move on, man. Absolutely. So we'll keep it moving. Uh, we have three games left before we jump into the next one. Just a quick shout out to my bookie. Uh, you know, I hope you guys feasted on my bookie around... Uh, Thanksgiving on that Turkey Day free play that they allowed us to grab themselves a risk-free $250 bet. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. Uh, if you didn't get in on that, honestly, I don't know what you're doing, but seriously, get over there, get some skin in the game with my bookie, where the odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know that these teams are uh, what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in some of these lines, especially with my bookie, some of the best lines in the business. Whether you're a first-time customer or you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, contests that they offer every single week. Sign up, get reloaded today, find an edge, and make your bet and get paid. 
They also have a fully-fledged casino platform giving you access to uh, classic tables, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at any local casino or your local gambling spot. Uh, The best part is my bookie's doors never close, so they're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, Make the right play. Sign up for my bookie, and when you do, use the promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and you will get a 50% match on your deposit. So you deposit $200, they'll match uh, you with a free $100 into your account. Uh, if you weren't already, you know, feeling like you needed a play, go get some free money and enjoy yourself. So, go check out mybookie.ag, guys. Promo code hoopball. Third game, eight o'clock, eight 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 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Dallas Mavericks traveling to Milwaukee, taking on the Bucks once again. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, obviously, he is still away from the team. He will not be with them probably till at least they said January or February, uh, and then Courtney Lee. Uh, newly signed, will not be ready. He has to go through the whole protocols. Uh, at least I think it's six or seven negative tests before he can even take court. Uh, as far as the Bucks are concerned, uh, we don't really have anything to really monitor with them, um, you know, outside of maybe just the regular minutes, limitations and restrictions. But we'll start with this Dallas team. Why don't you break down who you're looking at? Yeah, sure, man. I, I, interesting you mentioned the Bucks minutes limits. They were up amongst the highest... Uh, for their starters in, in the first couple of slates that we've seen. They're playing a few of their starters 24 minutes a night. So that was interesting to see from Budenholzer. But moving on to Dallas, uh, yeah, Luca. Luca, uh, you know, eighty nine hundred, you know, that's that's a steep price and it's one of the highest prices on the slates, but it's Luca. Uh, you know, he, he can go off at any point and doesn't need a full allotment of minutes, Mike. So I'm talking to the wrong guy here. I know who I'm talking to. Uh, (laughs) He just loves to play, man. I I love watching Luca. I love the, the joy and I love the um, amount of enjoyment he gets out of it. And if he gets, you know, anywhere past 22, 24 minutes, you could see one of the biggest scores of the night. There are some guys on this slate that are capable of the same thing, but Luca's, got to be considered for this um you know there's there's just a chance they want to i don't know maybe see how the josh richardson fit fits a little more and and maybe extend both of them a little bit more so yeah i'll um i'll be definitely having some donchage in this one so yeah i'll uh, back to you i'll switch off my mic and uh unplug it and go make a coffee talk about luca <laughs> yeah man yeah you know you don't need to talk me too much on the luca i mean the the 16 minutes they played in that game was a little underwhelming. We want to see more than that. You know, it's tough for it's tough to trust anybody with 16 minutes. Um, you know, I, I would love to see the 22-24. So uh, as much as I'd love to 100% lock smash them, I can't do that because of that 16-minute game. I do think we see more of this one, uh, probably more towards, like you said, that 20 to 22 range. So for that reason, I will have some shares. Uh, I think when push comes to shove, um, I would probably generally prefer Giannis in this kind of scenario. I think, you know, given, uh, you know, Giannis playing 20 minutes, 22 minutes, and uh, Lucas 20, 22 minutes, I think are not necessarily even. Um, Giannis, with the way the energy he plays within the beginning of the game, it's generally when he gets most of his points. Uh, so I, I don't I don't mind taking a stab at him on the other side. Uh, but that's it. You know, I'm not really looking at too much on Dallas outside of that little maybe share or two of Luca. Uh, if you want to, you know, get some stones and throw Tim Hardaway Jr. in there. Uh, Milwaukee yeah. was pretty uh, pretty weak against uh, the three-point line. I mean, the addition of Drew Holiday might change some things, but uh, they gave up a ton of three-pointers last season. But that's it for me, man, uh, for the Dallas side. Kleber? No Kleber? No, I don't see myself really probably landing on too, too much Kleber. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a big Kleber guy. Don't get me wrong. I know that he can get it done in multiple ways, whether it's threes or blocks. He, he could chip in. Uh, again, but, you know, we've already talked, I think, about, uh, you know, one or two bigs between or a couple fours, especially uh, between Zion and Ingram. Uh, you know, we talked about Boucher, another forward in that Toronto game. Mm. Uh, we still have two games left. So I just don't know if he'll make the cut. Uh, and I eventually, you know, especially in preseason, I try not to have, um, you know, big player pool because I don't roll out, you know, 20 to 50 lineups during preseason. Uh, I just don't see that, you know, being the, the smart option, the smart way to play. Uh, so I, I really cut back on my player pool. Uh, play uh, play less guys. Truly, really try to hone in on the guys that I really want to play and get some interest in and get some exposure to, and you know, ride it out. Uh, make some make some decent lineups with them. You know, five maybe uh, five ten lineups, uh, and, and that's it. Different combinations. You know, know how many lineups I've got on my Australian website today? Oh, let me hear it. Two. Ooh, I'm, I'm sure those are going to be two two good lineups, and uh, <laughs> that's that. I mean, listen, I don't knock any of that. I mean, that's that's the way I grew up playing. 
I think up until about three years of playing and getting action, I, I was a one lineup a night guy and that was it. Um, and it just, it goes to show, I mean, like I, I had some of my best success during that time as well. So, uh, whatever works for you, whatever is best for your bank account, whatever you see the most profit for, that's what you should continue doing. Oh man, this is, this is not the way I normally play. I mean, I'm a multiple lineup guy like you, but this is preseason and there's so much up in the air, anything can happen. So, uh, I looked at it and went, you know what? Two, two lineups will do me tonight. Cut that off right there and just keep the bankroll intact. But yeah. All right, man. Let's slide over to Milwaukee. Uh, I gave my sentiments on Giannis. You know, that little injury scare, um, you know, that worries me. Is that enough to be like, all right, that was it. We don't need to play him anymore. Uh, we'll give him 16, 14 minutes and call it a day. Let him play the first quarter and that's it. That very well could happen. Yeah. Um, that wouldn't shock me. Uh, but it's not enough to just completely scare me off of him entirely. So I will have some expo- exposure to Giannis. And if I if I think I have to pick one between him and Luca, uh, <clears throat> it pains me to say, but it might be Giannis. I think I, I think I might play Giannis over Luca. Um, both these guys have been two of my fair players. I mean, Giannis is a guy that I followed since the minute he's came into the league, and even before then. So it, you know, it doesn't pain me to say it that much. Uh, outside of him, though, I'm not really going to too much more. Uh, Drew Holiday, uh, Chris Middleton, both these guys are in play, but you know they're not the same point per minute guys that Giannis is. Where if they're playing twenty to twenty two minutes, I feel like I'm getting my my money's worth out of them. So I'll probably take a pass on them. Yeah, cool. The only thing I'll drop in there is that small forward is looking a little thin tonight. So I do have a little bit more interest in Chris Middleton. He's one of the guys that I really play, probably because just batshit boring uh, uh you know he does what he does and it's there's no major upside with him but small fours looking a little thin so i did have a look at chris middleton here um we already locked in ingram he's there uh don't don't, don't even worry about in small ingram. don't even worry about him don't even worry you about that small forward. not me <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay anything else yeah. over there or is that uh not is that really pretty much I'm, it i, I get it though the scarcity is there the the position is pretty weak when i'm looking at small forward um so i do i do get why you're looking at middleton so, uh, simply position scarcity and it makes a lot of yeah. sense yeah um bobby portis Everybody on the Bobby Portis train, no, uh, I am having nothing to do with that. Uh, Giannis, yeah, absolutely. You know, could he have his minutes dropped back here like you mentioned? Sure. Do you want to miss out if he doesn't? No. That's yeah. the for me. All right. We'll keep it moving to the final 8 o'clock game, 8, 8, or, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Memphis Grizzlies going uh, to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. As far as injuries, we'll start with Memphis. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. still recovering from his knee. Uh, he's still not, you know, kind of in the Porzingis area where he's not expected back until at least sometime in January. Uh, Justice Winslow out as well. Brandon Clark is being listed as questionable. Last I checked, he's more considered doubtful, dealing with a groin strain at the moment. Uh, they want to get him right. He looks like he could be their opening power forward, um, opening starting power forward on opening night. There you go. Mouthful. It didn't come out right. <laughs> uh, and then we'll slide over to the Minnesota side of the ball as far as injuries are concerned. Uh, nothing really to be too concerned with. Just Nas Reed. I believe he's already been ruled out. Um, he's self-isolating, actually. Uh, he's, so he's not, even, he's not even with the team. Um, but that's really it. So we'll start over here with this Memphis Grizzlies team. John Moran put on a clinic in that first preseason game in limited minutes and just showing why this kid's an unbelievable talent. Uh, he's going to be one of these elite point guards for Probably the better half of the next 10 to 15 years, it looks like. This kid's an absolute stud. Uh, you know, 8,800, he's priced right there with Luca, right there with Giannis. Uh, how do you feel about him? I feel pretty good about him. Um, you know, he's a kid that is just full of energy. He's durable. He's strong. He's leading this team like like he owns them. And I love it. You know, 8,800, sure, it's high. Um it's around that Luca and, and uh, Giannis price, but he played nearly 25 minutes in game one. And that stat line is just crazy, like 24 and 11 with two threes and he, one turnover in, in that time. That's what we love to see. Uh, I, I'd love to see him do the same kind of thing here. I, I probably won't have as much to do with, with Moran as I do with the other two guys, but I don't think you can go wrong with it. I think it's a lock and low price. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I think I prefer the other two guys. Um, over him just because we know from a point per minute standpoint what those other two guys are just capable of where uh, everything was clicking for John that game. Um, you know, I'm not saying like he can't do that again. He's he's going to be a future all-star, but uh, you know, bad games are probably more, more prone to happen to John Morant than they are to Giannis and Luca. Yeah. Uh, so, um, all right. Well, what about this front court though? Because, you know, without, uh, you know, without Brandon Clark, him being doubtful, they're missing Jaron Jackson jr. 
Uh, you know, Jonas played well. I believe he played, it was like 22 minutes, I believe, in that last one. Um, there should be a couple minutes that are, you know, up for grabs. Is there anybody in the front court, um, you know, including Jonas Valachunas that you're looking at? I've actually got Jonas written down as a strong fade here, and that's probably more to do with me being pretty damn interested in Zion tonight. Um, you can pay down almost 2K for Zion Williamson, and you can pay uh, – that's coming up. So about $1,000 lower for someone, another centre coming up. Jonas was strong in the first one, but I'm I'm looking at other guys around here, so I'm fading him. Yeah, so I'm not gonna. I'm not ready just to full out fade. I'm with you though. I do think that we have some better value, but I've also found myself several times just leaving money on the table anyway. Um, half the time I don't even need the money, so I'll yep. find myself throwing him into one or two lineups. I could see it happening. You know, the matchup against Minnesota is a good one. Carl Anthony Towns couldn't defend himself out of a wet paper bag, so <laughs> um, I do have a little bit of interest there. And I wouldn't be shocked if we see Kyle Anderson play a little bit of the four. Uh, he's been playing a lot of their three, but knowing that they're going to be a little bit shallow at that position, I uh, wouldn't be shocked if they just move him up. I uh, don't think that they really have a necessity to play Anthony Tolliver at this stage in his age career. Uh, plenty of minutes in the preseason. Instead, they might just want to mix and match with some of the younger guys. Uh, we could see Tillman. Tillman was actually getting some playing time, too. So another guy to keep an eye on, but um, not a general you know, main play of mine in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, cool. I've got Kyle Anderson down here as a mid-price kind of stab. I, he had a good outing last time. I, I don't expect much from Kyle Anderson on, on a night-to-night basis. But, yeah, there's some movement there in in, rot, uh, in rotation and positional changes for him to slot into. So it's not worth it. Uh, it. It could be worth a look. Apologies. All right, let's move over to Minnesota now. Uh, we have some high-priced guys we could choose from. Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell. Only $300 separates them. Do you prefer one over the other? And if so, why? Probably Cat. Um, uh, look, we all have guys that we don't play very often, and D'Angelo is one of those for me. Uh, I just think Cat at 8600 is is too cheap. He didn't have a great night out first night. That's fine. Um, but I would probably much rather take Towns at, what is he slight? Uh, I'm just going to say slightly higher than Jonas Valanciunas, um, and hope for the explosion. He wasn't enthralling in the first match on Saturday, but only 21 minutes. And just keep in mind, he missed nine field goal attempts in that in that one. So don't expect that kind of bad shooting to continue from Cat for too long. Um, I, I don't mind the opportunity of a bounce back game here. All right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, I'd probably prefer Cat over over Russell as well for the $300 difference. Uh, probably won't see myself playing either one of them too much, though. Uh, then we have some of these ancillary guys. Your Ricky Rubio, Michael Beasley. I think both these guys uh, started last game. Both of them should be in play. Um, if I'm going to play one or the other, kind of gravitating a little bit towards Beasley just because we know he can just get hot at one of those times, and uh, he's not that shy. So, uh, but you know, it's going to be tough for probably me to you know pencil in either one of these guys. You know, and the more I think about it, Minnesota, just not a lot to love right now uh, for me. Uh, but again, I think I think Beasley would be, probably be my main target if I'm looking anywhere. Yeah, I'm not looking at too much else for the Wolves here, um, except just a big red line through Ricky Rubio in the preseason. 12 minutes in the first one. We know he's back up. Um, and yeah, I'm just staying away from him completely in the preseason and unless we see a stark change to game plan or or a minutes increase or you know an injury touch wood touch wood yeah exactly last game of the night phoenix suns going against the utah jazz game playing in utah as far as injuries are concerned to be a mouthful we got a little bit uh we got the phoenix suns right now uh we got to keep an eye on chris pauls he's uh you know expected uh to make his debut perhaps possibly maybe uh you know listed as questionable set out the last game with ankle soreness but decent chance chris paul could suit up so just keep monitoring that and right now jay crowder is also being listed as questionable along with dario sarich uh then we'll slide over to the utah side of the ball mike conley being considered questionable as is royce o'neill uh both these guys obviously integral parts of this rotation and will have uh you know an aspect on who we're targeting so we'll start with this phoenix team a lot to like this season. I think a lot of people are excited about it. Um, a lot of big names that we can look at. I know you mentioned the Sunner being about $100 cheaper than Towns, and I think he might be in this game. So uh, why don't you lay it on me? Uh, we might be talking about different Suns here. Are you talking about Booker? Ooh. Uh, is that who you're talking about? I thought you said the center. 
Oh, Senna. Sorry, I thought you said a son. Yes, no, I'm talking about a centre and this is the one. It's Aiton. Uh, you know, uh, when I mentioned fading Jonas for the lowest uh, for a lower price centre who can potentially match, match or beat the output, it's absolutely the Andre. Um, I like him here. He's a he's a full um, 1.1k cheaper than than JV and Red. He's just ready to roll. He's one of the best players on the board for me tonight at that price. Top 30 fantasy points on Saturday. Played 22 minutes and that could increase. We, we all know what this kid's capable of. It's just smash. And if it's if Chris Paul plays, which is probably unlikely, but if Chris Paul happens to suits up, you can put that smash in capital letters because he's just going to get all the um, feeding off of uh, Chris Paul that he can handle. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I love DeAndre Ayton's game. I think this kid, when it's clicking for him, he's an all-star and it's not even close. It's just his game's complete, uh, you know, on both sides. It's just, you know, sometimes you just feel he, he plays like he's not into it. Uh, you know, he's had some off-the-court issues and, you know, some practice issues and a few other things like that. But uh, it's a tough matchup. I think that's worth noting going against Rudy Gobert, going against that Utah. Uh, it's preseason, but the pace might still be a little bit slower. But... I'll definitely have him in a lineup or two. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of with you. I think I'd rather play him over a guy uh, like Jonas. Um, just that that savings, we might end up needing that. If, if it comes down to, you know, not needing to worry about the money, I, I might still prefer Jonas. But the $1,000, I found myself uh, in, in a few occasions actually, you know, trying to cram extra guys in there and needing that money. Um, but it all comes down to construction. That's I think that's what it boils down to. As far as Booker, I don't think I'm playing Booker 87. I already talked about Giannis. I already talked about Luca. I think we both kind of on the page that those two guys are the top options for both of us. Yeah. And then uh, what about the ancillary guys? Sorry, man. You can get Freddie Van Vliet for $2,100 less than Booker. So, yeah. Good call. That's actually a real good good point. Um, Any of these wings, like your Cam Johnson, your Bridges, uh, you know, I guess we can even throw in uh, Jay Crowder if he's healthy. Any of those guys stand out to you? Nah, I'll, I'll leave that little wing rotation alone for now until we see how it plays out. Cam Johnson was, re- I think he was pretty poor on Saturday, so uh, nah, no interest there. But um, Javon Carter popped out of nowhere. Uh, that was really interesting. It's a name to that um, that I just completely skipped over on that last slate, and and it, it does make sense if Ricky Rubio's limited to twelve minutes and. Chris Paul's not playing. Someone's got to run the point, and he came out of nowhere and and you know did a, a nice little surprise packet. Oh well, actually, don't forget, uh, don't forget, Rubio is with the uh, the Timberwolves again. Oh man! So he what is actually thinking? their primary, uh, you know, outside of campaign. He at this stage in in their careers uh, is significantly better than Cameron Payne. Um, he should be their primary ball handler. If, if we don't see him. So that's a great call. I actually was was looking to skip right over him as well. So um, I'm glad you brought him up. That's a, that's a, you know, worth noting. I put a little star next to the name. Uh, oh, appreciate I'm that. Glad I, glad I brought him up too so I can remember that Rubio no longer plays for this team. That's uh, that's good, man. I'll, uh, I'll it's just still early. Down. It's still early. <laughs> you know, it's early in the day for you over there and it's early <laughs> in the season for everybody. So. Uh, no, no fault. I, listen, uh, the amount of times I'll probably uh, you know slip up and forget a, a thing here and there, it's ridiculous. Uh, short, shortened season, preseason uh, for us too. Off season, I mean. So, you know, we didn't get our normal, uh, you know, four months off that we'd be able to kind of recoup. We had two. We had to do it quickly. And it was uh, crazy. There was a uh, lot of movement. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially the, the you know once free agency hit, it was so compressed until it's just like that week uh, that it was just lighting, uh, binging. Uh, you know, every day my Twitter notifications going off the wall. But uh, Utah Jazz, you know, I think uh, the major players, Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert. Uh, I don't see myself playing Rudy Gobert limited minutes. I just don't want to do that. As far as Donovan Mitchell's concerned, seventy eight hundred. It's Donovan Mitchell. This you know this dude can just light it up very quickly. Um, Will I end up playing him? Probably not. I just don't oh, see myself doing it. Man, I'm I'm pretty much the same. Like uh, again, I'll just fall back on Freddie, seventy eight hundred for Van Vliet, uh, and Freddie. Sorry, seventy eight hundred for Mitchell. Uh, yeah, he could light it up, but Van Vliet's a whole lot cheaper, and I'll just keep sticking on that uh, Freddie train. Yeah, and I'm not really interested in your Joe Ingles, uh, Bogdanovich dealing with oh. that wrist injury. Um, you know, not not. Trying to play that guy with a wrist injury, all set with that. Uh, the only other guy maybe I could consider is Clarkson, just because we know he's just a walking, uh, a, a walking bucket. He, he'll shoot thirteen times in sixteen minutes and be perfectly fine with that. So, 
that's it though. And he would kind of just be looking for like a low owned option. Uh, and GPP and probably to... only if Connolly's out. Uh, yeah, I would expect him to still probably play, you know, roughly like the same amount of minutes, regardless if Conley's in or out. Um, to be honest, just because I don't think they're going to play Conley 30 plus anyway. And I think they, they were going to probably divvy these minutes up between uh, Clarkson and Moody and probably another younger guy that they, um, I think they drafted a point guard, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, between those three guys, they take the 48 minutes and give them to them if Conley's out. And if Conley plays, Conley probably plays 16. We see Clarkson play time at the two and the one. Uh, he'll probably still get his 20 to 21 minutes regardless. Yeah, good call, man. I like all that. And, and that's it for me, uh, for Utah as well. All right. That is it. That was it, man. That was the slate. That was our first slate together, and boy, did it feel good to be Woo! back. I'm glad we did it. And uh, it, we, I would say pretty quick, 50 minutes. 50 minutes is not bad. That's uh, not so bad. We'll we we, that. we had to catch up first. It's been a couple of months since we've spoken. We had to do the socializing and the, and the I miss you, man, and the tears in your eyes stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And it was well worth it. I actually, uh, you know, I was thinking about it. For the past three days, I was I had it marked on my calendar. It's like you know, <laughs> Sunday night is, is Brenton day. But uh, we'll uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. If you guys have a quick minute and you want to go give us a, a nice little follow on Twitter, we'll appreciate it. And that way you can, you know, contact us anytime you have a question, uh, any concern with your lineups, whatever it may be. Go give us uh, a nice little follow. You can find me at Micah Patria. That's M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And you can find Brenton at Terrain72. That's T-E-R-R-A-I-N-7-2. Uh, and if you're not already subscribed, uh, go subscribe to the podcast, guys. You can find it anywhere you can find podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, you name it. Uh, you can find it there and leave us a nice comment, a rate, and review. We really do appreciate it. It means a lot to us. It allows us to keep this show going uh, in front of a paywall and just keep trying to provide the best content that we could for you guys. Um, and if you haven't already, uh, go check out hoopball.com. That's hoop-ball.com. And sign up for the Fantasy Pass, guys. It's an absolute steal right now. Uh, you can get $4.99. We have a DFS pass in there where you can get access to our Discord, uh, where you get live access to our pros on a nightly basis before the lineup slot. So a lot of good stuff coming on this. We're going to have football TV. Lots of fantastic stuff on the way, guys. So uh, that's all we have for you. Uh, I don't think I would be myself, friend, if I didn't do this. And, uh, you know, we, we, we never planned it out, and I don't want, I wouldn't want it any other way. But, Brent, why don't you take us out? It's been a while. I knew you, this was coming, man. You did. You probably had it written down already because you knew I was No, gonna... I'm sitting here listening to that last little, uh, you know, read-off of you just wrapping things up. I'm like, Mike's going to throw to me here, isn't he? <laughs> so let's do it. So you have been listening to DFS today, a hoop ball production. He is Micah Potria. My name is Brenton Eckersley. It's a trans-Pacific podcast between Connecticut and Adelaide. We love you guys. Give us a follow. We'll catch you next time. See you later. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.